0: October 17th, 2023. Let me go ahead and put on. Oh, no, never mind. I might do some tickety talks.
1: About the way artists were treated. And to reclaim sort of the art by the artists. Since then, you know, around the late 90s, we saw the establishment of the, the Artist Coalition, for instance, all this dialogue taking place. Did you feel you were alone back then? And did you feel you had something to do with this dialogue taking place now amongst these artists? Well, uh, actually, when I would sit down with artists just hanging out, you know, chilling, not doing anything uh, in particular, we would talk about the trials and tribulations of the industry all the time. And we would talk about ways that we could change things if we had our way. Uh, unfortunately, all of us were assigned to these really restrictive agreements where you can't get out of them until you deliver X amount of product. Wow. That product would actually belong to the corporation that you're recording for. Now, the reason why it became such a big deal back then is ever since my third album, uh, I wasn't really taking large advances from the recording companies. I was recording the albums myself in my own studio. So the way I looked at it, I owned the work because I paid for it. And I did all the work, I created it, so I felt like it should belong to me. That said, the um, companies felt otherwise and they would always hold this contract up and say, well, you signed it. And I say, well, I understand that. It's not like I wanna leave. I just wanna, you know, talk about this thing and see if we can't make it more fair. Of course, they wouldn't change because if they change they wouldn't really exist and that's kind of the situation we're in right today they're not going to exist much longer you started talking about the industry in a way that you were the first I right,
0: let me post this because niggas all right this will make sense in a minute because i feel like
1: can't get out of them until you deliver X amount. Talk about um, ways that we could change things if we had our way uh, in particular. Did you feel you were alone back then? And did you feel you had something to do with this dialogue taking place now amongst these artists? Well, uh, actually, when I would sit down with artists just hanging out, you know, chilling, not doing anything uh, in particular, we would talk about the trials and tribulations of the industry all the time. And... that we could change things if we had our way. Uh, Unfortunately, all of us were assigned to these really restrictive agreements where you can't get out of them until you deliver X amount of product. And that product would actually belong to the corporation that you're recording for. Now, the reason why it became such a big deal back then is ever since my third album, uh, I wasn't really taking large advances from the recording companies. I was recording the albums myself in my own studio. So the way I looked at it, I owned the work because I paid for it. And I did all the work, I created it, so I felt like it should belong to me. That said, the um, companies felt otherwise, and they would always hold this contract up and say, well, you signed it. And I say, well, I understand that, it's not like I want to leave, I just want to you know, talk about this thing and see if we can't make it more fair, of course. Uh, and. Talk a- and I did all the work, I created
0: it, so I felt like it should belong to me. But <laughs> Prince is a genius,
1: man.
0: you trying to make Alright, uh what was I about to say? Alright, so the reason why we're uh not even let me put on some lo fi. I know I got a gang of episodes upload, like that's gonna be a running theme of Um Before Times again, I'll testify for you. I tell a high So let me get this straight. I'm a bitch because I didn't want to. Yo, what's up, what's happening, it's the big chief. Coming right back at you with another scam alert. Now, before I do, let me go ahead and tell you my credentials. I have a master's degree in social work with a concentration in clinical therapy. I am also a tro- Yeah, nah. Save your money, save your money, save your money. Um, I hate seeing all these scams in the mental health and healing space. I mean, everything in life is a scam, but this is, yeah, this is definitely one of them. Oh, oh yeah, BetterHelp is a scam, too. Like, they overcharge for therapy. Like, you're supposed to get help, but I've met somebody that, like, they're being charged $200 a month. Now, a therapist is cool if you are therapy is cool if, you know, you're having um, unaliving ideations. Or if you just need like outside help from a trained professional about like kind of getting your life in order. But once you get past that, you can literally just pick up your phone and talk into the voice notes and just talk about trauma and talk about all the things that have happened in your life. Because these shadow work journeys are trying to tell you how to heal. Like nobody can tell you how to heal. You just heal. You're welcome. Save your money. Save your money. I think to
1: talk about the I know your mind almost as well as you know your own. My sole purpose is to help you understand it better and to bring you to a better place in your life.
0: Of course. Save your mind. Yo, what's up? What's happening? It's the big chief. Coming right back at you with another scam alert. I have a master's degree. Hey, no problem. I know a scam when I see one. Usually when everybody is doing the same thing or you seeing an influx of the same thing on your timeline, like it just makes me think like something is up. What is what's going on here? Let me let me dig under the surface. And I've gone through therapy. Um, I've gone to school for this, so I do have a little bit more tools than the average person. Uh, but I'm here to tell you, like the best, one of the best forms of like healing and figure stuff out is like art. Um, and then also just talking about life, like sitting down and saying, "Hey, yo, um, this thing happened to me, and it is affecting my life," and when you talk it out. And you listen back to it, you're like, oh, okay, here are the ding, 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 ding. Here we go. So there you go. Save your money. Pull out your voice notes. Just talk about your life. Hey, no problem. Of course. Virginia didn't leave. We do not fight for our community. We do not build for our community. We do not protect. That's our what I'm talking community. about, Dr. Lamar. The only time we show an uproar, the only time we show an uproar is when the white man makes us angry by not allowing us to participate. That's what I'm talking about, we do not Dr. Umar. community we do not protect our community all right all right so back to the um the contracts what prince was talking about uh because there's this whole i've been seeing all these flyers like this whole keenan presents um stuff and one of the comedy homies in the group he um he posted uh the contract he was like hey i actually read this shit and basically they taking all your shit, uh, the rights to like everything, like whatever you do, and then like they own it. Um, and so, um, and so, so there was that. And then my homie Earth, he brought it up uh, while we was doing comedy shit yesterday. I forgot what else he was saying. Oh yeah, we just kind of put two and two together and how like Kenan Thom yeah Keenan Thompson he's from SNL like he's never done stand up and he's doing a whole stand up audition shit like basically what it's come out to they just had this writer strike he's probably got to produce and these niggas ain't creative enough like they in Hollywood they don't live life they don't see this shit. they don't they don't they can't can't come up with shit he's been a child like. These niggas need. It's wild that they need writers. Like I don't need no writers, and so yeah. And then when I went to comedy hype, um, it'd be funny. I need to keep my eye on in that situation too, because yeah, this will also make sense later. So I went to comedy hype and I rocked that mic, and but beforehand, T was talking about. Um. um yeah, she did. Keenan presents and i kind of let her talk and i kind of was all like yo what's the end game what is y'all auditioning for and she was like i guess like i can't remember exactly what she said but basically it wasn't like a solid answer like hey here is either you get a cash prize or you get a spot on like this show or you get a job or some shit like that um and i was like I was like, oh, okay, this shit is a scam, okay. And it's just annoying because, like, motherfuckers scamming our own people, dog. Yeah, didn't at least say that? Like, hey, yo, ride strike. I need people to, like, hey, come right, f- you know, we need help. These motherfuckers, man. I know I'm taking the hard route, but it's the fulfilling route. Um, and then, so, at comedy night, um, it was funny because, um, was it, the light-skinned nigga Daniel... He was, I was, we was kind of talking. We was just chopping up beforehand, and I think I it was like the Indian girl. We was, she she was thrifting. She had been thrifting. And I was kind of joking. I was all like, "Yeah, all the hoes be at fucking, um, the Goodwill," and he was all like, "Well, I just go just to go." I was like, "Well, oh, nigga, what's up with this nigga? This nigga might be gay." Um. It. <laughs> I don't know, man. And then I brought up an old girl. Yeah, Tasia is her name? She's an Indian chick. She's a little cute little Indian chick. And she, um, she was talking about, she asked us what we did all day. And I guess pretty much she needed a job. And so I was just like, I was like, oh, shit. I was like, hey, yo, um, holla at, because I asked her what her degree was in. And she was like, neuroscience or something. I can't remember. Some science shit. And I was like, you might want to go into academia. You want to look into, uh, I told her, holler at the black schools. Like Atlanta Tech or Atlanta Metro. And she was like, oh, cool, thanks. And then I was like, I was, I kind of jokingly said to Dan, I was like, she needs to, you know, just get a schoolgirl outfit on and do tell jokes on OnlyFans. She was like, damn, you're horny. You're a horny dude. And I was like, you kind of rubbed me the wrong I was like, oh, shit, this nigga. So he did his set. And I'm like, he left before I went on there. But also, too, then this nigga Dom Smith. He was talking shit about Sexy Red. And these niggas, of all the things that black people have to deal with, these niggas are saying, acting like Sexy Red is a fucking problem. And so I got on here. I said, I was like, Donald Smith, don't be talking shit about Sexy Red. If I if I had fucking, uh was cool with my baby mama, caught, she from the north side. she come over and beat your ass. And then, uh yeah, I brought up the whole shit about fucking Daniel. I was like, yeah, what he said. I was like, this nigga, nigga, nigga that can't get no pussy. Oh, man. Bro. All right. Shit's clicking, shit's clicking, shit's clicking, and then afterwards I went and I saw a key. I wanted some head, but she was like, "Can I get a rain check on the head?" And yeah, but it was cool. We talked. We hung out. Um, it was funny. I don't know if I need to like keep this on my radar, but she kind of was all like, "I don't want you to. I just don't want you to ever be. I hope I don't ever make you mad because I know you like you know, being the whole comedian thing." And then she brought up the fact I guess some nigga like slid in her DMs. Um I guess talk about her um uh, um uh, Her um her yeah, for her class reunion and shit. So we'll see, which I can't say shit, cause, um, I'm over here fucking her, fucking Tamika, and um, supposed to be hanging out with um, um Simone tonight. So, uh, alright, cool. Is there anything else? Not that's it. Alright, I'm out. Holla, peace.